0: welcome to the price Wall podcast we are back today with brian tweer and brady adamson of Astroflave, gentlemen thank you so much for coming we've been covering your stuff since 2019 i believe it was when ben and i did a video on the peanut butter and jelly iso mix flavor um you are known for out of this world flavor but things have been changing since then it seems like since 2019 it has been like only up so uh Please, gentlemen, introduce yourselves to the to our audience, and let's uh, let's talk about everything astroflave has been doing, as well as Jersey Shore uh, Supplements, because you guys are really busy down there. So, thanks for coming. Absolutely,
1: yeah, thank you for having us. So, uh, I'm Brian Tweer, owner of AstroFlav, uh, founder of Jersey Shore Supplements, as well.
2: And then I'm Brady. I'm the VP of Astroflave. I handle all of our internal operations.
3: Cool. I I, I think we should get a background here. <clears throat> Brian, I've known you for some years, and anyone from Jersey knows of Jersey Shore Supplements. Astroflave has become a wholesale brand, but for a while, it was kind of the in-store brand at, at Jersey Shore. So if we could start over from the beginning, kind of get a background on, on how we got to this point, I'd love to hear more from you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Ben. Uh, so originally started in a, a small retail storefront in Bradley Beach, um, the 450 square feet, two shelves on each side. Um, eventually, was able to get some sales generated, get a little bit of momentum behind us, to the point where it was able to scale up to five stores and then be able to launch the the other brand Astroflave, which is what we're just going to discuss today. Um, but yeah, it just started back then with uh, the retail side of things, so the ins and outs, um, the the uh, the school of hard knocks, growing up with that, and it's been uh, it's been quite the journey so far.
3: Cool. Well, uh, <clears throat> so, what year did Jersey Shore open up, and at what point did you guys get into Astroflave?
1: Yeah. So the original storefront opened up in 2013 um, and then uh, Asha Flav, we kicked off in 2019 was like technically the first year that we, we launched. Um, we got up and running for a few months and then we got hit with the whole pandemic uh, uh, complications to things. So it kind of set us back. So we got a little bit of, uh, excuse me, a little bit of momentum. And then right away after a few months, we got shut down and had to deal with all that. So it's been a little bit of a juggling act. Um, but yeah, 2013 with the retail side of things, so a little over 10 years. April was our 10-year anniversary um that just passed, and then uh three years going on four years with the uh with Astroflave.
0: Awesome. So what I've heard from Ben at least is like if you wanted to to get a brand in Jersey Shore, you had to go through Brian Tweer. Like you were like <laughs> the man to impress there. Is that, is that the truth? <laughs> or how does that work? And then I, I'd also, you're obviously, uh, for those watching on video, you're a very fit individual. Did you uh, play sports or how did you get into this whole industry at large?
1: Yeah. So I originally, how I got into sports supplements in the first place was I worked for a supplement store in North Jersey um, while in college and I was playing football up at Montclair State. Um, having a good time up there and then part-time working for a supplement store. So I learned the ins and outs of that business and the business model and then essentially took bits and pieces of what I was able to pick up on and then open up down in Monmouth County, um, had an opportunity to start with the low overhead, again, the, the original store that we still have to this day, which is behind me, um, uh, on, the, on the street behind me was 450 square feet, super small. So there wasn't a huge, crazy investment that had to go into it. The biggest investment was the inventory side of things where we had to come up with the product. But I was able to, again, take what I learned, be able to implement that on that side of things. And it's funny that you're saying how uh, everybody or how people had to go through us where it was definitely not the case by any means. When we first started, Uh, we were the small guy. Um, We just started, you know, I didn't even have money for an awning there was just window letterings on the front of the store so it, it just was uh it was a very humbling experience and a lot of doubtful moments where i didn't think it was even worth it you know to continue running the store and keep it going but again we were able to build a little bit of momentum and i think where that momentum came from and where the shift really happened was i think that as customers were coming in Uh, One by one, you know, one customer turns to two. The the way that we were able to get to that point was just being genuine to each interaction and each customer that was coming in. And and I think it's very hard. I know this for a fact that you can't fake it, right? You go into stores and either somebody is genuinely nice to you and cares about you, or they're not. And the the pureness of their heart comes out. And I think the fact that I was being so genuine and and truly trying to help each individual coming in, which was what enabled us to to gain momentum and you, you even hear me talking now to this day it's just something that i'm so accustomed to doing, and now I really hang my hat on it is you'll always hear me saying us when in those first you know year or two. There was nobody. I didn't have anybody. It was me working. You know, the only person that I had that would help was actually somebody that worked part time at the gym next door. That I figured, oh, he knows everybody. He must be able to. He'll be all right. You know, to kind of run the cash register. Not that he's going to be able to necessarily help customers as they come in. But I figured it was enough to give me a couple hours, uh, uh, alleviate me from here, uh, time to time here and there. But yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. So it's funny to hear you say that people had to come through us because it was definitely not always the case by any means it's still to this day it's uh you know we're, we're still always trying to get better so
3: yeah wholesale's a wholesale a tough business if you're in if you're in sports supplements and you know cold calling stores is, is tough but I, I always remember Jersey Shore I mean <clears throat> that was the chain in Jersey I wanted to talk to you know up until recently there really wasn't a lot of other quality uh stores in Jersey so I always remember <clears throat> growing up I was always uh, passing pro sport on 37, which you guys ended up taking over or was it oh, yeah. uh pro source? Pro source yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I remember like as a guy who had a house in seaside, like that was the spot. I mean, like everyone knows Jersey shore fit guys. Like, you know, it, it, I think that's kind of passed a little bit, but it was a stereotype for a long time. And so being Jersey shore supplements, I mean, that's like, you know the, the the top of the top. That's that's cool as hell. And and you say gym next door, like Jersey Shore Fitness, isn't like a legendary gym next door. I mean, this is like one of the oldest, old school gyms in America. Like in an old what firehouse, pretty much. Like it's- yeah, they've
1: been there for I, I want to say like thirty plus years. And uh, I think I was mentioning this to you previously uh, a while back was Jersey Shore. Our company actually started off Jersey Strong Supplements. So there was a local gym. Um, that actually sent us a cease and desist, maybe six months into the business being a, in, in existence. I just did my first run of t-shirts. This was my first advertisement. Luckily, I didn't. Actually, I did put the awning up. Uh, I put the awning up too at this point. or like six or seven months into it. Finally, you know, starting to reinvest, getting a couple people coming in, you know, trying to do the best that I can to build momentum. And here I am, I open a, a certified letter and it's a cease and desist from a local gym that, that was giving us trouble for using the phrase Jersey Strong. As if nobody in New Jersey ever used it, especially after you know <laughs> Hurricane Sandy came through. Everybody was using it, but they sent me the uh, the letter. So I actually went to the gym next door and just wanted to make sure, okay, let me ask them before I use Jersey Shore supplements, that it's not going to bother them because they're Jersey Shore Fitness Shop. Um, so I went over there, and that's how the name actually came about. But it, it, luckily, it wasn't too big of a change. We still kept the JSS Um, but that, that original shirt run is out the, it was out the window pretty quick. Uh, as soon as I did it, it it was, uh, it was money wasted, but
3: it's just cool as a, as a you know, local Jersey guy, like to me, like the the place that you're in is it's legendary Jersey Shore. I mean, you're right outside Asbury Park. Like you're, if anyone's ever watched the Sopranos, they've seen like the streets that you guys drive on to work, you know, like it's. Yeah. Even, uh,
1: like you said, the pro source, where pro source, when I was growing up, same thing was that was always, um, that was always a company that we would order from time to time online because we knew it was New Jersey to New Jersey. It was fast turnaround times, very aggressive on their pricing. So when we came to that point where we were able to take a look at it, um, for acquisition, it was something that was like, Kind of surreal to me where I, I I don't even think that it necessarily hit me until I was in that store and we completely gutted it and looking back at it and I had customers coming in and being like, yeah, the place looks completely different, this and that, to where it, like, it took me a few weeks afterwards to really uh, where it started to sink in, where I was like, yeah, I was a kid driving by this store, always talking about it. You know, the guys that I went to, to college with, played football with, they were always ordering from there. So it's pretty surreal now that we had the opportunity to, to purchase that store and to to make it ours it was pretty cool cool
3: so you got Jersey store uh, supplements uh it's a sure thing i mean everyone knows the motto around here but you want to open up your own brand you know obviously uh, you know we're really talking here because of Astroflave. could you tell us a little bit about like what was the what was the reasoning why you wanted to start your own brand what got you to that point
1: yeah absolutely um <clears throat> the big the big aha moment for me and the, the big reasoning behind launching our own brand was just being in store, looking to customer face to face and feeling like we didn't always have the solution to their problems that they were looking for. I thought, okay, well, if there is a solution and I don't have it in the store, then we need to create it for them. And it was just an opportunity to where I was looking at it like, okay, you know, you have products where maybe it's a good product, but the flavor is off or maybe the flavor is good, but the product is bad. How do we get, you know, a hybrid model where you could kind of combine the best of both worlds where we're not looking at just the cost of goods and we're trying to co- create something that's super cheap and then we're gonna sell it, you know, for a super high. I thought, you know, if the product is good and the product is, is valuable, And the customer is going to continue using it month over month that we could afford to, you know, make less margins upfront because we know the snowball effect and longevity of the brand and of the company will be around for a long time. And that's actually how I got Brady to come on board with us was because he bought into the same vision. He understood the importance of the brand longevity and really solidifying the brand on that side with the quality products, quality flavor, and so on and so forth. And that's how I actually met Brady through the retail stores on the JSS side where he was coming in just as a, as a rep from another company and we just had great rapport. We always were talking to one another. Um, we just became friends over the years to where when the opportunity came up for him to come on board, it was a no brainer and it was like, absolutely, you know, Brady, how do we get you on board? What will it take to get you over on this side? Because I know with him and with his expertise and the innovation that he brings to our company, it transforms us and you've seen it in the past year where it transforms us and has transformed us from, you know, maybe more of a typical brand where we don't really stand out from the innovation side. We were kind of, you know, I will say it for what it is. It was a little bit of copy paste where we're looking at products that we see are doing well in the store. And we're kind of taking it and we're tweaking it a little bit to where Brady comes on and he takes that same product, he turns it on its head, changes everything about it. And it's just like, wow, what a, what a creative, you know, person, and really just dives into it on that side to where we could take our expertise on the retail Customer service, um, really just the the customer relationship side of things, and then Brady could bring in the innovation on that side and the product development and all that expertise, and we combine the two, and that's how we've been have uh, been able to have a lot of success in the past year, and uh, and going forward.
3: I got to be honest here, selfishly, like I just love your guys's formulas. Like uh, one of the reasons Brady and I became such good friends is like we just we all think the same way. You know, like like Brady would come out with some really cool ideas. He sent him over, to see, like, what what do we think? And like, it always seems like Brian and Brady are thinking what Mike and Ben are thinking like behind <laughs> the scenes with with ingredients. It's it's kind of cool because there's a lot of moving parts in the industry right now. There's a lot of cool new ingredients and stuff. And it's like Mike and I would be like secretly excited about some ingredients, and all of a sudden, somehow Brady knows about the same exact ingredients. <laughs> uh, so, so it's been cool to see you guys. I don't I don't think you guys were copy and paste, especially because your protein uh, flavors were like so good. Um, you know, 2019 was a point where there were good flavors out there, but if you went into a store, there was still like a 25% chance you'd find a protein that did not taste good. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying JSS, JSS always had a great price, but you know, like you guys were really on the forefront of like every single protein flavor was good. And now all of your formulas are <clears very throat> phenomenal. Yeah. We
1: saw the importance of that though in store, right? Because again, you got to think I'm, I'm the first line of defense to that end consumer. So we're seeing it firsthand. What does that consumer like? Do they like this? Do they like that? Is the flavor off? Are they buying a product and then they're not using it? So then they're not getting the results because they're not even using the product that we just suggested that we just took time and effort to put into their diet plan. You know, so it's all about pulling the right levers and making sure, okay, the product tastes good. They're going to use it. It's not just going to sit on top of the refrigerator and collect dust you know, and then essentially that's going to help them get the results that they came in for in the first place. So it was a combination of being able to take that. And, and I know what you mean with like the whole product side and the copy paste. The one thing that we were very innovative on was like the protein flavor side, because again, our thought process and the thought process that went into it, starting with a protein, which as you guys know, has the tightest margins, that's really not, you know, a a product that you launch for profits on a brand side whatsoever, you know, um, it's unconventional to do something like that. But in my thought process was okay, the longevity of that product and that brand going in on something where the product tastes good, the consumer is going to continue using it. And then from there, if we're if we are able to launch better products, you know, on the back end that maybe they end up buying our multivitamin or our pre-workout or whatever it is, because they essentially like the protein and the protein helped get them the results that they were looking for in the first place. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: sense. I gotta, I gotta flash it back to the, the, right in that beginning. You were, you came out confident too. You uh, said, "Hey, we'll challenge any any flavor out there." And we did a taste challenge against a very well known and large company, and your stuff did taste phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a, I guess, a risky thing to do on occasion, but it, it your stuff definitely sh- uh, shined through and. Uh, and the new rebrand and everything. I'm, I'm not sure like a lot of your products are kind of changing over to these newer labels. I think as you kind of refresh things, but the new labels just look amazing. So I think it's like everything is really, really come together in this past year, I'd say. And, uh, yeah, probably Brady is probably definitely a good part of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mike, like I said, that was a, that was a lesson learned. Uh, I only had to touch the stove once to know that it was hot. It was just something where like just being young and, and kind of, uh, a little bit ignorant to what's around in, in the, uh, in the market and knowing my surroundings, but yeah, we were confident and we still are. It's just something that like, I, I think if you're not confident about the products that you're putting out, then you shouldn't put them out in the first place. Right. Like it's kind of like a double edge. Um, we like to call it just humbly confident. Um, and then with the rebrand too, that was something that we pitched the Brady where we were changing the look, where it was kind of, it was a perfect transition. We were changing the look into a more mature, timeless, uh, ageless type look where you could leave it on your countertop without having to worry about the look of it, um, you know, and the colors being all over the place. And then Brady was solidifying that same messaging with the product innovation and the creation of new SKUs. So it was really a perfect timing with that side
3: of it. That's awesome. So, okay, so you did go through a rebrand when, when uh, Brady came in. What was the thought process on going towards a cleaner look? Like where, where did the inspiration for that come from?
1: Yeah, really, the inspiration, and we discussed this, Brady, prior to you coming on board, was just that the market became so saturated with each brand trying to yell louder and louder over one another, where, you know, how, how bright and how crazy can you make the labels? At some point, it's like, okay, well, if everybody's going left, then we want to go right. And we just said, just let's simplify things. Let's make it look more of a... More of a chic like almost like a apple-esque type look where it's just very simple it's just the a is really the the main logo that you see on everything we really just wanted to clean it up and make it clean um with the color context and then also too with the font and just make it look a little bit more sharp and appealing to both sexes we wanted to make it neutral and again we keep using the reference of just uh being able to leave it on your countertop without you know your wife or your significant other wanting to put it away and hide it <laughs> from everybody. Um, but yeah, it was, that was like, that was really the thought process behind it. And then also too, um, just growing as, as individuals, you know, and, and letting the brand shine through of who we are as individuals on this side of things too, and being confident to stand behind the brand that represents us on a personal level. That's really where the rebrand came from, where in the past. Did I like the brand? Yes, of course. You know, like I, I essentially approved everything that went out. But I got to a point where I was disconnected with some of the things that we were we were putting out, not on a product front, but on the look, um, on the label side of things. So there was a disconnect where I wasn't aligning with it necessarily fully. Um, if I was if I was going to be 100% honest with it. I, it, there was something that just wasn't sitting right to me. To where I was just like, you know what? Let's go back to the drawing board and and let's do this thing right and start from from scratch. And we kind of ripped up you know the old look and we're we're about i don't know brady what would you say about 80 uh yeah shoot, probably ninety.
2: yeah there's only the, a couple products in the old look and then everything new we're coming out with is obviously in the new look so it's like yeah. our aminos and greens and collagen and we have those scheduled to switch over probably within the next six to eight months
0: so. Yeah, I, I it, it looks completely professional and I, I I totally get the countertop thing when I started Price Plow didn't have the, the wife and kids and everything and so like and, and Brian I think you have a young daughters too or whatever but it's yeah. like with a with daughter I, I'm not always going to be uh you know wanting to have tubs out like demon of the fall kind right. of like tub that's just <laughs> sitting on, a, on the countertop where at Astroflame it looks professional like this is something that you could I could hand to my mom I could hand to my wife I could hand to Ben and like it just looks good. You know, it's not, it's, um, and even someone who is really into supplements can look at the label and see that uh, Brady's putting at least like one really cool thing in each one. We'll talk about the magnesium supplement or like uh, Nucleo Prime in the pre-workout. So it's not like, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of brands clean up and then they, they weaken the formulas and that's not really, you've got one scoop only is pretty aggressive, you know? So, uh, I, I really, I, that's why we're here. I like I've really, really enjoyed following your stuff. Cause these products are something, they're noble. They're, they're something to be proud of. And, uh, and yeah, like I, I'm not against a demon pre-workout once in a while, <laughs> but the countertop example is like dead, dead accurate. I-
1: yeah. That's something again, that, that, Really, I looked for Brady or look to Brady for his expertise, and he's been able to, I mean, far exceed any of my expectations in year one with just some of the stuff that he throws out to me, where I'm just like, all right, yeah, that's cool. To the point where now it's like, Brady, just do it. Like, it just. Do it and let me know. And and again, that comes from that comes from trust and rapport from the relationship that Brady and I formed in the retail side of things where we had good rapport with one another, where he was suggesting products from other brands when he was representing another brand. And everything that we would talk about, we always seemed to align with whether it was a pre-workout or a muscle building product, whatever it was, we always had very similar um, likeness to to similar SKUs where when he was when, when I approached him and when the opportunity came where the conversation came up for, for the opportunity for us to work with one another, it just seemed like a, a match made in heaven because it was just like, okay, I know that anything that he puts his uh, touch on is going to be great on the product side of things. That's where his knowledge really is. And, and the business side, um, And then being able for us to implement the hospitality and and I know, yes, it's retail, it's service, it's this, it's that, like we almost call it a hospitality business, which is what we try to provide to our customers on the retail side of things where I was saying, okay, if we could apply that with his product knowledge and everything that he has lined up, it's kind of like a, uh, then it's just a matter of time and market and get the products out. Let's see what it does. And we've been, we've been fortunate and happy so far with how things have been, um, Uh, just landing and and the feedback that we've been getting from the consumers and the market. And you guys, you guys have been a huge support for us for, I know Ben and and Brady bounce ideas off one another all the time. Brady comes back to me. He's like, yeah, I was just talking about Ben with this ingredient, that ingredient. So it's been cool. Um, It's been really, really fun and enjoying.
3: Thank you. I've, it's funny. One of my earliest memories of working with Brady, I was at a a different brand and at the Arnold, he just said to me like, yeah, you know, I I bought a couple of that thing, your, your new product I'd come out with at the time. And like, on the brand side, not a lot of brands at that point were like willing to talk to each other or like buy each other's products. And like, I think you guys come with a really cool side of it because you come from retail. Like, you don't mind mixing and matching brands. Like, you're okay with talking about the fact that Astroflave is on the uh, shelf next to anything else, uh, which has been really refreshing. That that collaborative style is 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 really very fun for this industry. And I think it's important because we're all trying to improve ourselves. We're all trying to help improve customers' lives. So. Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun getting to talk with Ray about this stuff because <clears throat> he's actually presented some stuff that I had no clue about at some points, um, which is always awesome. Because there's always new innovation happening. So, basically, what I what I wanted to bring up is is kind of like formulation philosophies with Astroflave. Like, how when when you start with a product, like what are you guys looking at? What are you looking to do? What has driven this main rebrand and reformulation?
2: I think, um, yeah, it's. It goes back to what Brian kind of talked about, you know, before I came on board, the brand had good aspects, like they paid attention to flavor. And then some of the formulations of like aminos or the pre-workouts, they were they were a mashup of several products that were working in the store. And then a little bit of consulting with the, the co-manufacturer. What I wanted to do was look at product categories and bring innovation on the product that nobody's done. So, angles that people haven't brought to market yet, or multi layered approaches to that product category. So, the product can live, the product's life cycle can be, potentially be longer and stand on your kitchen countertop, or be given to your mom, be given to your kids. You know, we have a goal of eventually evolving to have options of. Like let's say our protein isomix in all natural flavors where you know somebody's whole family can use that every day if they if they're health conscious about like artificial sweeteners. So it's f- everything we've been f- doing is about customer retention and customer feedback. You know, we take our products and make sure that there's added value in every one of them before we'll launch it with innovation.
3: The one that makes me think about is a uh, Nucleo Prime in one scoop only, right? Like you're talking about a pre workout. And in general, where Astroflave came from with pre workouts was kind of higher stim, right? Giving like a, an experience for consumers. But now you're offering something that is not a stimulatory ingredient it's a, and it's an expensive ingredient you know i know that to get the right. really prime into one scoop only like that was a conscious decision probably on everyone's part that like it's we're willing to put this margin towards that um but it's definitely improving consumers' lives and experiences in other ways than just stimming them out for a workout which is really cool yeah
2: and if you look even at some of the new products I've set you guys that aren't to market or even the ones we have that's true in everything. I'm trying to take like more health and wellness type ingredients and backdoor them into the product category. That way there's that added value and there's innovation for the customer. There's a reason for them to keep on coming back because it's unique or it stacks well with other products.
3: It's an awesome time. I mean, I kind of want to like tie this into uh, brian you have a lot of content on like personal development and overall health like right now like Huberman, tim ferris peter peter t like these like these are big names that i mean i kind of compare them to like the Jay cutlers of previous in terms of an influence in health and fitness but it has nothing to do with physique development anymore it's it it's not about getting a pump it's about like overall health biohacking and, and development so it's really cool to see you guys following I don't know. I don't want to say following that trend, but uh, not just offering something that is just going to burn fat off of you. It's actually going to improve your lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I think what Brady was hinting at too indirectly was like, those are all products that we personally take ourselves, right? Like we're, we're coming to it for, from a consumer standpoint in the sense that we are consumers as well. First and foremost, I know Brady still to this day shops at local uh, mom and pop shops near him, yeah. always ordering stuff off Amazon for this company, that company suggesting products to me. So again, we're taking that information from what we're learning that we like ourselves, what we're learning in the retail side of things, and then we're able to implement it on, on a on the forefront. And then again, it does tie back to like the mental health side where a lot of times the workout is secondary. You know, it's, it's, what does it do for you? How does it make you feel primary? And then the benefits of it making you aesthetically looking, you know, better are just the, the byproduct of, you know, putting in that work to clear your head, to go for, you know, go for a walk, go for a workout, whatever it does on the mental side. So it is cool to see, you know, the light being shined on it uh, more and more so each year as we, as we grow older, um, it, is, it is something that's been developing and like you said like we are trying to tie in you know all different aspects of life in general right because what Brady was hinting on was yes we're a sports supplement brand but as well as you know we want to we want to help people get better and better their lives in general and our our phrase and our tagline around here is for to help people launch their untapped potential so similar to that it's just like okay well you know, We'll help you in the gym, but how else can we help you? Can we help you be a better person? Can we help you be a better, a better, excuse me, a better father, uh, mother, whatever it is? You know, it, it's just it. It's all commingled into one another.
3: That's amazing. I, I have to ask: Were you? Is, is this kind of like your background with fitness? Were you ever like that stereotypical bodybuilder type, and you found this, or have you always been into health and wellness as a? Self?
2: Brian was massive at one time. I've seen pictures <laughs> of <that's> it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I come from more of a, so I come from a sports background. So I played in college, I was middle linebacker, I was probably about 30 pounds heavier than I was now, always lifting heavy, you know, um, and and that's kind of where I was always focused on how much weight can you bench, how much weight can you squat, deadlift, so on and so forth. Um, To where that perspective changed and everything shifted for me as I got older, as I had uh, children, you know, my oldest is turning four tomorrow. So it was like kind of uh, again, it's the longevity game, right? Like, what actually makes you feel good? And, and to me, it's the health side and the benefits of the stuff that I'm putting in my body, as opposed to the weight that I'm lifting when I go to the gym and just trying to load up the bar. You know, yeah, it, is it still fun to do that from time to time? Yes, but my body doesn't respond the way that it used to by any <laughs> means. I'm sure we could all uh, attest to that. But yeah, it's. Uh, I come from it, not, and I never body. I never competed. I never did any bodybuilding shows. I was always training in that manner where I would kind of do like a hybrid training style from sports background to a little bit of bodybuilding for aesthetic purposes. But no, it was just uh, more and more as I grow older, and I think more as the free education is put out there in the content, including what you guys do, I, I always say that's a testament to the work that you guys put in is you're educating the consumer and and you're educating us in general to where okay, we're educated on specific topics and, and know our bodies better and know the outcome of what certain things lead to then you could avoid you know potential risks and and um harmful products that you're putting in your body and, and the longevity game is the end game right like i think everybody wants to be as healthy and live for as long as they possibly can you know um so yeah it's a definitely a change of what i went into it as um when i first opened the stores or even prior to when i first opened the stores when i was playing football in college it definitely is a different. Um, th- a different approach for sure
2: one thing that i wanted to touch on was brian talked about like with jss and the brand like our intention and having genuine intention earlier that's the biggest reason you know besides brian and i being friends and everything lining up what got me the most excited to come on to Astroflav was after meeting the team and knowing brian the intention is so pure in everything we do that it translates into the customers so like what Brian talked about adding that formulation side to it with an already established uh, customer experience and like it's never good enough we're always improving that customer experience that's really what i think drives our company you know that's why like we're really grateful that we're we're growing you know once we get a customer into our ecosystem, we try everything we can to actually add value and help them out.
0: Yeah, I um I want to talk a little bit about about, about products. You talk about longevity. Obviously, like obviously a lot of brands start with the pre-workout. We love we love training. Pre-workout fat and all that fun stuff. But like I guess if I could give each of you guys uh your main stacks, maybe like three, four, five products from Astroflave. Like, what, what are the most important products to you and why? And then I I could share some of mine myself. Like what's kind of cool is that we talk about pre-workout and all that, but as your product line has diversified, you're getting a lot more um like we could talk about the magnesium or vegan mix. You're, you're not necessarily uh, going to have all the demographic who's going to have the one scoop only and right. just like dry scoop it and everything. <laughs> so uh, it's been really fun watching that evolve. So uh, Brian, you're talking about longevity. What, tell me, what, like, give me a little bit of the AstroFlife stack that's most important to you.
1: Yeah, actually it's funny that you speak on the magnesium because that's something that I personally was taking from other brands, you know, um, always rotating what brand that was using uh, a buddy of ours, Chris, that we're friends with. I was always using his products uh, to help, I would take it before bed, and it was magnesium was important to me. To where when I said that to Brady, he was like, yeah, it's a no brainer. You know how many people are deficient in magnesium that that don't even know about it. So it was something that I personally was taking, and again. Anytime when it's like that, then the excitement is there because it's like okay, yeah, we could really double down on it because we know what we like as consumers. Where is it? You know, where where are companies missing the mark, and where are companies hitting the mark? And then what could we do to create our own that fits into our own look? Um, so yeah, that was something that particularly I really liked. Something that I use also um, regularly is always going to be full tank because I train early in the morning. So just to have a carbohydrate source while I'm training, uh, intra, it just helps me other than, you know, when I'm rotating different products, something, if I'm looking, you know, for a little added advantage, like elevated, but those two, the magnesium and the full tank, particularly other than protein, of course. Um, and then I rotate a lot of the other SKUs, but the longevity side of things, the magnesium, uh, collagen, some things that we're coming out with where we've had, beta sample sent to us where we've been using certain products where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm seeing, seeing some of the benefits of it. um, And we're, we're excited to bring them to market. But those are, those are the main products.
2: Brian is that collagen. Like we have an existing collagen product and we're going to upgrade that. I'll send you guys details on that too. This is one that Brian takes every day. I know his wife takes it too. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to add value to it and we wanted to increase the quality of the collagen source itself like you guys know and a lot of the viewers probably experience this too quality matters so like just because something's uh hydrolyzed collagen peptide one and three there can be drastically different um grades of the powder itself so we went for a premier really high quality collagen and then we added another ingredient that's you know, it does have a lot of data on it for like longevity as well.
0: So when it comes to collagen, how do you, how, how, what's the brand's message in terms of getting that out there? Cause like there are a ton of collagens out there. You already have one. Um, you're about to spend more money. It sounds like on a better collagen. So what's the education outside of, of course, we want to cover it on price plow? How does Astroflave get that message out there?
1: Brady, did you want to go?
2: Yeah. Um I, I could, yeah, we um we're we're always evolving. So if you look at our content right now, we're we're starting to double down on everybody we have in the building too. So we're gonna leverage each employee's experience and help them contribute to the cause and talk about the product. So you see Brian talking about lifestyle. Um, we just launched a video of me talking about magnesium, and that will continue. So we'll do more of educational based information as well as you know we do digital marketing um we'll try it we're going to start building out our youtube channel so it's just we're going to develop a hub that people can go to whether or not they take our product that they can come to just like you guys at price plow for some education and help refine their decisions
1: yeah, I think Mike just a hit on that too. It's like the existing customer base that we have. We've built trust with. They've tried our products. They've they for the most part they've liked our products and and continue to shop with us. So how can we educate them first and foremost to then where if we educate them properly, they'll then go on and tell a friend and and we'll become will we'll essentially be able to get that snowball effect where one turns to two. And like Brady said, he's now getting on camera, filling in on the information side because we've seen that side of him. Forever, I've known Brady forever. He's been able to sell me on any product because he's super knowledgeable on each and every ingredient that goes into it. To where, okay, well, Brady, how do we get that voice? out and outward facing and get it in on the big screen and get people seeing it and let it resonate with them. And that's where we've taken that approach. Like Brady said, is like, okay, let's double down on the people that we have in this room, as opposed to always looking externally. Like the people we have in this room are very talented. We have a super talented group, you know, from Brady to our creative side, you know, everybody in this, in, under this building really does bring something special to the table. So it's like, okay, let's get that education out, Brady, do your thing. Let's get people, you know, caught up to speed on why this over that, because again, it is, you're fighting an uphill battle, right? Like if you're going against somebody like vital collagen or whoever, whoever name anybody, that's a big, big time player in the game. You know, that's not a, that's not a fight that we're looking to, to take on. That's not a battle that we'd even come close to winning. We know that's not the approach to take. We just want to, Uh, essentially educate our end consumers who are already supportive who we already earned their trust and then educate them and let them make their decisions and see okay maybe they use another collagen but now they're open to trying ours and when they end up taking ours and they see the results that they get and they feel the results then maybe it's a lifetime you know or excuse me a long-term switch that they end up making
2: and that's what we see too guys we see um in our purchases we have great customer retention and We've earned their trust with one purchase on one product and you see it, it's very clear in our data that they're coming back and trying other stuff. And like Brian talked about too, we want our customers to help us and feel part of the team too. So we see a lot of support in them recommending our products to other people too. And that's true in the JSS stores too. The right. word of so, mouth.
0: so Brady, would you mind uh, if we just really quickly talked about the magnesium? Like, I know. If, so my my take is that like basically everyone should take magnesium. It's not even a question anymore. Our foods just doesn't have enough, and a lot of people don't eat enough foods that would have it in the first place. So um, it doesn't sound sexy, but your magnesium is definitely different. That's what I like, and we kind of like got together. How do we? Uh, and, and we helped each other out on how do you deliver this message because you you don't have a standard magnesium product here. So would you mind just jumping into it real quickly and. Give us your give us your astroflave magnesium pitch.
2: Yeah, it's so it's a premium three-source blend. It's comprised of albion's Trax uh, magnesium dysglycinate chelate, which is bound to an amino that's really easily absorbed into the body. Then it's got sucrosomal magnesium, which um, it's encased in lipids and then carbohydrates for your body to absorb as well. And then we use magnesium l which is an amino bound version of magnesium too, which does cross the blood brain barrier. So it actually can absorb into the brain tissue and help with like mood relaxation from that standpoint. So these are what we found as the best sources to get a, the desired outcome for taking a product like this and then we've added estrogen to help with absorption even further and then additionally just help with gut with your gut health
0: yeah i think it's it's an incredible product so what's pretty cool is that there's a box in there that also it's tough to label the magnesium because you have uh magnesium bisglycinate is about 10 percent magnesium yield actually so you have a if you have one capsule worth of it let's just say 500 Uh, milligrams of the actual powder, you're only getting 50 milligrams of actual magnesium, which is only like 12.5% of the daily value. So like, you have three different magnesiums that add up to whatever amount of powder. How do you explain the the yield? And so kind of stealing from... Uh, Stealing from like what we've seen in the protein powders, where we have yes. this much isolate yielding this much protein, and so on and so forth. You have a nice box that explains here's how much actual magnesium we're getting from these different ingredients. Um, it's not like you know, not rocket science or anything, but I think it's really helpful. So that part of the uh, the product is is one of my favorite things too, because I kind of go crazy trying to like figure out how much magnesium I'm taking. And uh, the powders generally don't taste good either. I've tried right. to mix them with different electrolyte drinks and stuff before bed, and dude. It's just for, it's just, it's a capsule product for me and yeah. that's just how it's going to be. So you've kind of, you've won me over on the, on the magnesium thing. So I'm pretty excited about that. We'll, we'll have an article coming pretty soon talking about the sucrosomal, especially because yeah. that's one thing that we haven't covered on, on PriceBall itself. Right. Um, and and, what,
2: one thing to think about too, is like magnesium citrate's a great form, but wait. Like, when i take it and i take it in meaningful doses it's an immediate trip to the bathroom so we wanted to make sure this was a product that wasn't like a laxative too you know you can take little amounts of magnesium citrate and have no problem but you couldn't take a full dose and like that's what calm is in the market right and my wife takes magnesium my mother-in-law takes it and they all stop or don't consistently use it because they're going to the bathroom every time they take it so with our product, we really wanted to make sure we gave the best shot for somebody to consistently use it in the forms that we used.
0: Yeah, very smart. Yeah, I I, I sometimes tweet um, when people ask, what kind of magnesium? There's like three emojis. Threonate is the brain emoji. Glycinate is the ZZZ sleep emoji. And citrate, that gets the poop emoji. So, <laughs> yep. those are the three. so um So, yeah, and then sucrosomal, I don't have anywhere in that tweet. But, uh, yeah, pretty exciting. The rest of it, for me, Astrofly, yeah, I agree with the full tank. You have an EAA supplement that's got carbs in there as well. So uh, people who have – people who are training fasted and they're like if they're feeling carb depleted early in the morning, like Brian said, he mentioned it in the the morning, it definitely um, adds a pump that you're not going to just get with with a standard nitric oxide booster kind of supplement. So anyone who's looking for – uh, at least like a, a little bit extra carb support, but a different kind of pump. Don't forget about just tossing some carbs in there, even if it's, uh, if you do like to train fast. I think that's the way to go. My other wild card is uh, 2X, which just has yeah. basically two ingredients. You got the mitoburn and you have the um, InnoSlim inside of there. So you could pretty much stack that with anything, take it before bed, take it in the morning. And that's, uh, and, and that one has a pretty cool Genesis story too. So that's, that's, those are some of my favorites from Astroflave as well as the vegan mixed vanilla, which I've always talked about.
2: A lot of like Brian's or my favorite products that we use, like we didn't mention our multivitamin. I take that every day. My mother-in-law takes it. My father-in-law takes it. All my cousins take it, you know, and that's something that even like a 16, 17 year old athlete can take. A lot of people should check that box for micronutrition before they move into the, you know, fun stuff like pre-workouts they should absolutely be supplementing like their macros if they need it through protein or carbohydrate powder and then their micronutrition so their vitamins and minerals
3: micro uh, micro sorry multivitamins are kind of an, a hard product for me to formulate at least because there's so much that can be going on yeah. where did you, where did you start with your multivitamin did you start at the additions that you wanted to put in there or did you start with the micronutrients So I started
2: based off a rough template of, you know, past experience, you know, in being involved in some um, products on the multivitamin side. I wanted to make sure, yes, I started with the right forms of the right vitamins. So like, if you look at the formulation, um, it's really a comprehensive B vitamin complex. And, you know, when you get to the minerals, those are essential like magnesium is essential for b vitamins to be utilized in the body so you have to put a little bit if you're going to dose it within it but we wanted to make sure all of the ingredients were the right forms at doses that will actually impact your health and then we were supporting it in addition to cardiovascular health as well
3: awesome i th- i i I love multivitamins. Like at least just specifically getting the basics right—the right forms of vitamins, the right forms of minerals. It doesn't seem like a lot to ask for, honestly. But uh, for a lot of brands, it apparently is a lot to ask for. Just you know, bioavailable yeah. versions. Yeah,
2: that's I, one way. I, just I, that's one way. Just to look if you should be buying from a brand, look at their multivitamin and see if they took the extra time to make sure they're using the right forms of the B vitamins or chelated minerals. Because if not, you're just, you're wasting money at that point.
0: Yeah. We've said for a long time, that's a litmus test. I also, yeah, like a magnesium oxide. I know it's cheap. I know you could fit more per gram of material stuff doesn't work. And if anything, it's, it's another poop magnesium, you know? So that's the best it might do is you're going to excrete it right out. So yeah, the one thing about your multivitamin we should mention is that it has shillage in it and it's a hundred milligram dose. It's uh, I think 50% fulvic acid, which is pretty legit. Right. So I've long been a big fan of of that ingredient. And I think it's kind of cool that you can use you can use this, it, it, and it's got it, – maybe at higher doses, but those higher doses had smaller amounts of fulvic acid. So I, I don't want to make claims here. <laughs> but <laughs> right. there, it's been shown to increase testosterone. Absolutely. So I like how you can uh, – but it's not a guy-only in, ingredient. So I really do like – and there's some performance – uh, gains out of fulvic acid as well so I, I do like how you can kind of use that supplement you way earlier mentioned crossing categories a little bit and yeah. talking about how you can kind of trojan horse Shilajit uh, into a multivitamin a lot of people are going to feel really good on that stuff for sure and uh and other category crossovers like yeah adding the carbs the aas um metaburn pm you're adding some fat burning support to a, a to a sleep aid or maybe vice versa or however so that's that's something you that had it right the first been, time you got it what did i yeah <laughs> doing my best here we keep track of a lot of products so no it's definitely been fun following following all your stuff and i, I think you're uh yeah brady you're you're doing incredibly well there so it's 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 exciting to see thank um, you yeah so so back to brian like so brian I, from what i understand you're you're kind of more of an introverted type you is, is what I understand, but you seem to like it be getting yourself out there a little bit more um, on social media. You're here on our podcast. So thanks for joining us. Everything like, can you take us through like how it is like being CEO or founder of two different companies, but having like that personality, like what do you do to get psyched up? day in day out because you got to deal with a lot more people and probably a lot more people than I do like I could just deal with Ben all day long and (laughs) and I'm pretty good but you're like physically touching a lot more so what's your what's your situation how you doing
1: yeah I tend to be uh more introverted and I I value my personal time quite a bit in the sense that I'm able to to deal with relationships and be out outward facing it's just that when when I need time to recharge I like to do it on my own time and and by myself whether it's you know going for a walk or reading or whatever it is that I like to do to, to uh, to take some time to myself. But no, it's, uh it's interesting because the older that I get, yeah, the less, the less that maybe I'm going out and that I'm outward facing in that sense. But the more of a message that I have to to tell and more of a story that I have to tell. So it's kind of like, uh it's kind of like twofold where it's like, yes, I value my time alone. I value t- my time with my family, with my kids. But at the same time, I'm picking up knowledge that I feel should be Put out into the market, and other men and other women should be able to to benefit off that knowledge. So even with our guys here, I'm always willing to share whatever it is, whatever books I'm reading. I'll sit down with them and I'll I'll, you know spit off some stuff that I I picked up on. But being able to juggle it is always you know a juggling act where you're just it's just walking that balance that balance beam where you're trying to you know not completely burn out, but at the same time you know you have responsibilities to fill and and a role to to fill to where you got to be there and you got to be supportive of those that are supportive of you. And it's, it's, however I could give back, whether it's my time, resources, whatever it is, I'm, I'm willing to do that. Um, but yeah, it, Typically, I'm more reserved, more introverted. As I'm getting older, I'm, I'm trying to be more outward facing. And like Brady was saying, we're trying to double down on the guys that we have in this room under this roof where it's like, OK, if we have the knowledge and we have the information that we need to get out there, then we need to do it whether you like whether you like it or not. It's too bad. You know, you signed up for it. Now get out there. And Brady's pushing me in the back saying, go do it. You know, because again, if you have a good message and it means well and it resonates with people, then it should be told um, where it's it's almost Selfish. it it would be selfish of me to have certain pieces of information and not share it with others and keep it to myself and not be an open book. Um, and that's also too, I know this is kind of like a little bit of a, um, segue into a different topic, but that's also too how we treat the wholesale side of things and the, um, stores that we work with, because again, we work, in retail we know what it's like to own stores again april was 10 years that i started that original storefront that we still have to this day so we then are able to take that information and that knowledge and pass it on to the stores that we're dealing with with astroflav on the wholesale side because matt who's our national rep has worked with me for i think it's about six years he shopped with me even prior to that i've known him for about nine eight years Um, he then is able to take that information and pass that info to the guys that own stores and saves them, whether it's time, headaches, money, whatever it is, because if we already made that mistake, then they don't have to make it twice. They could avoid it with the information that he's willing to share. So it's just, it's, it's all about giving back. Brady hit on that earlier where it's like, we sell sports supplements. Yes, that's what we do, but our main intent and our main intention behind it is just to help one another, help people, you know, see the better selves, um, excuse me, better version of themselves and just try to get the most out of
3: one another. I love that you guys are supporting brick and mortar um, as a retailer. Obviously, I think you guys are probably uh, biased towards those smaller brick and mortars rather than the, the bigger stri- distributors. Yeah. Uh, but uh, over the last couple of years, obviously, like 2020 was a hard year for a lot of retail. Um, there's been a lot of stores that have either like sunk or swam. So h- yeah. how exactly do you guys help these other stores? What does that look like? Yeah. So
1: again, whether it's a playbook that we've learned where it's systems and strategies that we implement on the retail side that we could pass to them, or it's something that we see because our, again, Matt, who's our uh, national sales rep, he's visiting all different territories. So he's seeing all different areas. Brady comes with a ton of experience where he's traveled the world. He's seen everything. Uh, he's been <clears throat> uh, on that side of things where he's, again, super, super informative with the information that he's picked up on and then also with me with the retail side like i've picked up on however many different tips and tricks while being in it to where when you combine that and then you could pass that to brick and mortar stores i think it saves them a lot of a lot of headaches for lack of better and then the other thing too is like like you said when we went through covid i think that was like a true sign and a true um I guess for lack of a better, I, all I have is just a true sign of what these brands really stood for. You know, like were these brands super quick to just discount their product and, you know, not give a shit about these wholesale stores and brick and mortar stores um, or were they supportive and doing everything that they could, you know, to help one another? And was it, was it together we'll get through this or was it, yes, yeah, sorry, but now our products are listed on Amazon at a 30% discount. And when you come to our website, it's a BOGO because we're just trying to make an extra couple dollars, you know, like it, it's a testament to, the people behind the brand at, at points like that, where it's like everybody, everybody looks good when the times are good. Right. When, when the economy's going up and you know, everything's booming, everybody looks like a rock star. It's like, but when push comes to shove and you have to see people's true colors, like what is that brand that you've been supporting all these years really look like, you know, do they strike a deal with the such and such, you know, big corporate store and and completely not care about you or do they stick with it because you essentially supported them to get to that point in the first place? So it's like, yeah, I understand that business decisions need to be made. And I'm not saying that you could always support one person or another over the, like forever, but it is kind of telling. um, And I think I kind of like dig my heels in a little bit on that side, because again, I come from the brick and mortar, you know, that tiny little store where it's like, I don't know. You, you see people's true colors when when it's time to to strike deals. You know, are you just stretching for that next dollar or are you looking back at the people that help support you to even get to that point in the first place? You know, there's a reason that you're in that position to sign a deal with, you know, whoever it might be because of these other guys, you know, or do you just kick them to the curb? and I don't even know how I got here yeah. but I'm, well I have I'm to kind ask of, are, <laughs> have, you, have you seen people do both I, I want to give you the option is like yeah, like, has, has, has yeah
3: there happened? is there's
1: uh there's a couple of companies that I give credit to where they find unique ways of being able to do both whether it's with RTDs or you know different SKUs where you could kind of um again it's a fine line to walk but you could kind of you could kind of do that where I give a lot of respect to to that because it's creative and you're you are trying to stick to your roots while growing. Because again, at the end of the day, it is business decisions that need to be made where you can't support everybody if if the support isn't, you know, equally met. So it, it's just such a such a juggling act with that. But yeah, there are brands that do a good job at doing that as well. I just think that for the majority of times. And I think that just people in general, you know, you see the dollar signs and the greed kind of gets a hold of you a little bit and you forget where you came from and how you got there in the first place. And you kind of see, again, just people's true intent. And like Brady was saying with, uh, even with like the multivitamin analogy, it's like, what are, what do you really see when you look under the hood of some of these brands? And, you know, maybe they say a nice message and, and it sounds good. And, you know, they, they play their role. It looks the part, but really when you look behind the curtain, it's not, a. It's not all what it's made out to be. Yeah, I don't
3: think you'll get any people disagreeing with you here. We've definitely seen a lot of rug pulls in this industry when it comes to brick and mortar, and then going for larger uh, markets. I definitely can agree with you there. Um, but it's been kind of cool to see you guys go from being a local retail brand to being a national brand that helps out other retailers and supports those people. Because, I mean, we're I mean we're we're connected on, on both sides of it, right? We see we see we see both. Um, but uh, we get an immense amount of pleasure out of what, working with local small chains or maybe may even big chains, but w- yeah. with people who are built from the ground up, right? That, that grassroots effort, I think is important to, to get a hold of in sports nutrition.
0: So you're, are you kind of saying that, and I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Are you saying that <laughs> um, if I'm I'm small time Oklahoma store, you know, brick and mortar running a store here, uh, if I bring in Astroflave, you're not going to be selling out to the massive GNC down the way in the bigger city or like or is that kind of where we're going with this conversation and then we're not going to be rocking bogos if the if it hits the fan yeah indirectly
1: yes like it is and that's not something that we ever plan on doing and it's something that again we want to lay our heads down at night and and sleep with dignity and not have to worry about you know did those mom and pop shops if they're the ones that got you there in the first place like you, you can't just you can't do that and that's just something that I was brought up on that's not even like business aside. That's that's just relationships, period. And I think that's where we've been able to become successful in life and in general is having those standards and having that, you know, dignity and pride and knowing, okay, this is not this is not how you do business, period. To do stuff like that, where it's like that's not a direction that we plan on going. We have two sales channels at this point, um, where it's direct to our website where we hold price integrity and then wholesale where we support the retail brick and mortar side again, because we see that on our side. We treat customers the same as that we would want to be treated, you know, and we try to do the best that we can to please everybody, which again, it's an impossible um, uh, task to, to conquer. But at the same time, I think that we do a good job again, of, of doing, of doing that to the best of our abilities.
2: Yeah. It Um, goes back to the intent, right. That we talked about before, like our intention is very defined on what we're selling and where we're selling. And we're not looking to go follow, you know, a shiny dollar bill anytime soon, because there's so much opportunity that we haven't touched yet just in where we're focusing on to even consider going anywhere else.
3: I, I just think it, it's great to like invest in your roots, honestly, like that, that's just such an, a, a, a big vibe that I get from you guys, like just loyalty. Yep. Just, uh, so, just one other thing with that too. And
1: I, <clears throat> I've mentioned this in the past, um, is even with how we operate internally too, right? Like we have guys where we're bringing people in on the on the warehouse side of things, where we're not even we're not even uh, passing that off. Where we could easily have a third party, you know, warehouse shipping and packing and doing all that stuff. Where we're doing things internally, where we're bringing guys on, where it's not cost effective by doing that. You know, it's inefficient to do something like that. Where we're, we're excuse me, we are writing personalized thank you cards to each and every order that goes out. We're bringing guys on, like. This is something that we're building from the ground up, you know, where we don't plan on skipping any of those steps and just, you know, I don't know. I, I just think it's something that we could really hang our hats on. And as a company that I'm personally proud of, I know Brady's proud of, where we could look back and say, hey, listen, like we did it the right way. We did it the best that we could. And either we're going to make it or we're not. But at least we know we did it, you know, again, with dignity. How much? Yeah, of- and
2: also on the formulation side, too, is like, we talked about margins and Brian was talking about that. Like if you look at like our A-Pump reformulation, we we never changed the market price the and the price to the consumer on that. We And that product is much more expensive than the old formula. Like we're a brand that is consciously trying to add value to the customers. So Brian hit on it before too, which is like when we're looking to launch a product, it's always customer first. No exception. So it still has to work from like a like economical stance. And it's like it's a business, but like we will compress the margins to bring a better product to market at a price point that is more accessible to a customer and still works within our wholesale model and direct to consumer.
1: Yeah, because. We're in it for the long game, right? Like if the, if we were just looking to turn this thing over for a profit and sell, and you know have private equity come in and buy us up in a couple of years, we would we would be doing things a lot differently. We don't plan on going anywhere. We have this structure to where we we just want to see this thing really you know grow legs and take off the way that we think that we're capable of, and we're confident in ourselves and our capabilities under this roof to where we know, again, <clears throat> we have the right ingredients. It's just a matter of time in time in the in the market. It's the same as if you were baking a cake, right? Like if you have all the right ingredients, regardless of the ingredients or not, you still need to put it in the oven for 45 minutes or whatever it is for it to come out the right way. You know, we can't skip any of those steps. We know that there's no shortcuts in this. We're going to do it to our best abilities and it's going to take a little bit of time. But over time, that word of mouth will spread. And again, I keep saying one customer to two, two to four. That's how you build that momentum. The same way we built it in our own backyard is how we're going to build it on a longer, you know, bigger picture, um, national level.
3: So I, I do a Q and a like almost all the time on Instagram and we get a lot of questions comparing like one brand towards another. And there's at, at this point, honestly, there's really good, a lot of great brands out there. I'm sure you guys being in retail. You yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. And a lot of the times I end up kind of like throwing up my hands, like, <clears throat> you know, should I take a pump or should I take plasm caps from Glaxon? Right. Like mm-hmm. both really awesome products and a pump has some cool stuff about it that you might appreciate, but I end up telling these people like, you have to support somebody at a certain point, right? Like there's like something about a brand has to attract you because we can only look at supplement fact panels for so long. And I think things like this, where we're talking about who a person is behind that brand, it matters to me. And I know a lot of people that it matters too. and I think it should matter a lot to to a lot of people. Um, what I, what I want to ask is uh, in terms of like this long-term play, how many of the people behind Astroflave were with Jersey Shore as well?
1: uh when Astroflave first launched it was two that were behind originally um i still have two guys that have been with me basically nine years just under just under 10 years for that but on the Astroflave side two that have been with us from day one that were with us on that jss side and we pulled them over but it's cool because the businesses interact with one another Uh, we store some of the products that we we ship uh, to the jss stores in the warehouse so there's like a little bit of a crossover on that side but yeah, it's cool to see the, the evolution of the brands growing up.
0: Yeah. So, Brian, how are you splitting your time between the two companies?
1: So, fortunately, I've been able to implement some good uh, structure and some good systems on the JSS side to where that really doesn't pull me too much um, time, time-wise. time I do oversee certain things. I still jo- jump in on the manager meetings every week. Uh, we still hold a monthly company comp- uh, meeting that I take part in but it's not too time consuming on that side. I have good guys that are in place that, that run things uh, the way that I would, that I personally would. So it's really me. I don't need to be in the weeds on that. <clears throat> Astroflave takes up the majority of my time and JSS still is, you know, at heart, the baby. So it's kind of like a, you, you try to do the best that you can to please everybody.
3: So uh, going back to Mike's original joke about, you know, having to go to Brian, if you wanted to get into like Jersey supplements, like who? I don't know if I want to put this name out there because the poor guy's going to get emails, but like, who is the gatekeeper for JSS now if, if you're not on all the calls and everything?
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, originally it was Matt who does our wholesale. Again, Matt's been with me forever to where he wears multiple hats. Literally anything that needs to get done, he'll get he'll get it done. We have, a, we have an award that we used to pass around that was called the Jocko Award. And the Jocko Award would go to basically the hardest worker that would just roll up their sleeves, hand in the dirt type of guy we call him, you know, and Matt would win it like, Month of over month over month to where. We just ended up having him do everything. So originally he was the gatekeeper. We now passed it on to somebody new um, that handles that because Matt's time is consumed with Astroflave, and he he now became our, our national sales rep to where he's traveling a ton. It doesn't make sense for him to to get involved in that, but he does oversee certain aspects
3: of it as well. Where drop get the name, kind of Brian. <laughs> give the Every- <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a name. <laughs> Every sales rep's like foaming at the mouth trying to figure out who it is. It's a huge role, yeah. right? Like you hold the keys to like whether or not a brand can influence a store.
1: Yeah. But again, it, it, it aligns with who we are, right? Like we align with brands that are similar to us and there's a big enough market share to go around to where we could help one another win. And the brands that we align with on the JSS side are the same guys that we would go out to the bar with, we'd grab a drink with or a bite to eat. It's like, if we don't see ourselves being able to have a relationship on that front, then it's not really a good fit. Again, there's enough brands that you can make your quote unquote profit on everybody you you could deal that with that and play that game all day long, you know, but what brands can you be confident in and having, you know, Brady's wife or his kids or whoever, or excuse me, mother-in-law or whatever come into the store and be confident selling them, or my wife to come in and, and the guys at the store, I don't have to worry about what they're selling them. You know, I know the brands are credible that we're dealing with. I know that there's no nonsense being, you know, going on behind the scenes. So it's like, okay, who can we align with on that front? And then from there, we'll educate the consumer, we'll do that job. On our on our end, we'll play our part to the best of our ability. So it's it just uh, like you said, you have to align with with the people behind the brand. The product is the product to a certain point. At some point, again, you have to make a decision. It's like okay, what does what does this brand stand for? Who are the people you know at the end of the day that you're supporting by doing so? And then from there, you can make a decision. And that that's something that you hit on too with like a lot of brands there is a ton of competition. And to me, I personally like that. I like the barrier of injury being super high. I don't want people just being able to roll out a pre-workout and bring it to market and say, okay, this is the next best thing. Like that to me, when the market is like that, it's not the time like for me to even work. Like, I don't want to take part in that. I think that's, it's just not worth it. It's bullshit. Like I, I get very frustrated. And a lot of times I would be typically I would be quiet about it. now I think I'm being more vocal about it because we do have a message to say, and I don't want consumers to be fooled and to be tricked into buying products like that. So it's like, okay, as long as the barrier of entry is super high and we could be competitive across the board, like then, then I like that. I like playing that game because I know that we have the products that align with that. I know we have the messaging and the right people. It's like, okay, just, just being able to stand out. And we did a video about this recently where it's like, okay, how do you stand out in a, competitive market where everybody's yelling over one another and this brand versus that brand and we're the best. You no, know, we're the best. And it's just like, oh my God, like just again, you guys are losing the the point of it. The point of it is to help people get better. You know, essentially genuinely help and care about these people that are supporting you in the first place. From there, you know, everything will fall in place, but without helping them, First, nothing is going to come on the back end because you're, you're being too greedy and you're looking for that dollar in front of you instead of taking care of the people that are literally right in front of you. You're chasing that next customer. We like to call it keeping a, keeping them in a container essentially is like feeding them the information and doing the right things for them as opposed to chasing the next customer and letting them fall out the the bottom. You know, there's no holes in the ship if you do things right.
3: right. I've seen a lot of sales reps help out in stores and you can quickly tell the, the guys who are looking for $5 today versus the guys who are looking for customers yeah. for life. Um, yeah, most yeah. often those people who are looking for customers for life are, are showing other brands are showing a combinations <clears> of stuff or are, are, might tell the person, you know, they might give them a, a meal plan and have them come back in, in a couple weeks for something else. Um, and, and every time I've ever been in a Jersey Shore supplement store, like it's always been like an absolute pleasure to talk to the people, um, which is, I, I, you know, I'll say retail is a lot better nowadays, but like, you know, a couple years back, it was, it was tough going into a store thinking you were just going to get sale put on you.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's always evolving, right? Like even on our end, I'd be I'd be lying if I said that we're not getting better and trying to, to do everything that we can to evolve year after year. Where if you looked back two years from from today, we're not even the same company. And maybe I'm being a little bit hard by saying those words. I don't know if it's that extreme, but we've gotten a lot better to the service that we provide and the people that we have in store to where again, we're always trying to get better and better every day, just that little bit, every day in every way, getting better to where we're able to provide the best service possible. And I mentioned it earlier um, while we were talking is, It's a unique situation that we're in, right? Like we're technically a retail store and we have retail storefronts, but we're service providers. And then even on top of that, we're we're a hospitality business. You know, how do you make people feel when they come in the door? And we even say that with our own guys, it's like, hey, listen, we all come with baggage. We all come with personal problems and and responsibilities. But when you walk through that door and that JSS sign is above you, you leave all that excess nonsense at that door. You don't bring it in because you don't know what the next person is dealing with that you're going to essentially help and talk with. And it's not about a dollar. You know, there's plenty of times where customers come in and all you do is talk with them for, you know, an hour at a time. And they come in every every day because the gym is next door or whatever it is. And they just want to talk. They just want to be heard. And that's that's our job. That's our responsibility. That's what we're here for. You know, is we want to be the people that you could come to and you could feel comfortable talking to. And we're just we're we're a set of two ears to, to listen to whatever it is that you're dealing with. You know, and I, I think I mentioned this um, at some point was. We're confident enough in our own abilities and we're confident in what we do to be able to take on your insecurities and and whatever it is that you're dealing with. And we feel that we're strong enough essentially to to take on that extra baggage Um, and and it's fulfilling. That's what we do it for. And Brady's saying it in not so many words is he's saying it with the product formulation and, and again, getting the best product to the end consumer and I'm saying it in the sense that, listen, we just want to be there for people. It's the same messaging. Like, we just want to take care of people. We want people to be proud to associate with the brand and to take the products and to be just to be a part of it, even if they don't take the products, but they're supportive. You know, it's just it's who we are. And, and it's way bigger than sports supplements. You know, again, I, I, I always say it. it's like we started with uh, excuse me, sports supplements, but there's a bigger message tied to it. And the bigger message of it is just life, and that's how we coach the guys up, and that's how I talk to the guys here. If you were to come into a meeting, you know, with with our whole staff, it's I, I tell them I say, hey, listen, not everybody in this room is going to be with us forever. You know, there's going to be guys that drop off, whether it's one month, six months, twelve months from now, that just are no longer with us. But I want you guys to be knowledgeable and take what you learned while, while you're with us, and be able to apply that, whether it's with your own business or whether it's with another business. I just want you to be in a better place than you than where you are today i want you to get better day in and day out and it's something that we take a lot of pride in and it's fun that's what we enjoy doing it's it's what gets us up in the morning it's what helps us get through all the struggles and adversity that we deal with you know day in and day out because if there wasn't that at the end of it i don't think that we'd be in it for this long you know we would have been like and, and you guys i know i know it resonates with you because you've, you deal with the same thing it's different problems but at the same time it's still the problems right like it's it's just wearing a different hat, but at the same time, it's the same same issues that you deal with, and you're passionate about what you do, which enables you to fight through the downtimes, and and so then you can see the upside of things.
3: Yeah, we definitely uh, we fight a lot of battles, and I, I resonate with a lot of what you're talking about. To me, like making the <clears throat> interaction bigger than just talking about sports supplements is the most important thing. You know, like we have a mm-hmm. we have a legitimate community of people who have become friends through Price Blows, uh discussions and conversations that we end up talking about a lot more than just pre-workout with, um, which is like, if I, I find to be really important. I, I had a, one of those ha- uh, varsity sweatshirts from JSS, the, the black one with the gray thing. And, and yeah. I would wear that thing like every winter and people would be like, Oh, Hey JSS. And we wouldn't talk about pre-workout, you know, like they, they wouldn't ask me about citrulline or beta alanine, but like, you know, they, <laughs> they, they, they saw a sweatshirt and they, they, they re- recognized it and like, you know, it, it meant something to them, which is cool. Mm-hmm.
2: And one thing to point out with this too, is like, it's vi the people are vital so like as we're growing right now and I'm I know you guys just hired someone too but to the point of JSS and internally in astroflave you know we're trying to bring on new people in a lot of different capacities and we're bringing people in solely on their personality who they are maybe even if they don't have the exact skills skill set like we just brought on one of our affiliates to help with our videographer and creative director who probably really isn't qualified but he's got a great personality he's ready to go at all times he's happy to be here so like if you look at jss or you look internally in our staff it's full of that like the it's full of good people and i think that's really important to do what brian's talking about if you want a consistent message the intention has to be right and you can't do that without good people
1: yeah. One of, one of our quality, uh, excuse me, one of the the hiring uh, qualities that we look for is how good are you at making friends, right? And that's something that I learned from somebody that I'm close with, a great friend of mine that I, I've met through the industry is like, that's what he, he told me that. And it resonated with me because I was always so concerned with these guys. You know, when I first opened the storefront, I was always insecure about not having, you know, the biggest, most jacked guys working in the store. And even myself, I came from, you know, playing football, being all jacked up to where I completely changed my diet. I slimmed down a lot to where I was always insecure about that. To it, it took me a, a little bit of learning and, and my friend mentioning that to me and being like, okay, yeah, well, how good are they at making friends? Are they behind the counter eating, you know, chicken and broccoli out of Tupperware and not picking their head up when customers walk in the door, or are they super, you know, good at greeting customers. And and that's how we've been able to grow internally in Astroflave and on the retail side of things where, again, we hire off of personality traits and how good are you at, you know, getting along with one another and then all the other stuff you could learn, right? Like it's always, there's always a learning process in any job that you take on. Do we want qualified people? Of course, at the same time, do we want qualified people that are just, you know, energy drainers? No, absolutely not. Like if you're an energy drainer, I don't care how qualified you are, you're going to be qualified on the other side of the door. You know, you're not going to be with us very
3: long. I love that. I love that. Okay. So, uh, we have to kind of transition a little bit because Brian, your content has gotten like super uh, personal development, like like we've gone really far down that road with with your stuff. Um, i had a I had a stretch of being like obsessed with Huberman and, and some of the Jocko podcasts. so I resonate with your your internal award with Jocko. Uh, but i I kind of want to kind of get some more about this out of you because i've I've found it to be very interesting. Could you give us like like what are your like and this whole topic? like what are your must reads, must listens type things?
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think first and foremost, if you're into it, the Think and Grow Rich is just like a great starting point where it's just a great personal development book where you could take bits and pieces of that where you don't have to be an entrepreneur. I always say this to our guys is you could be an entrepreneur. You could work inside of a business just as hard as you would if it was your own business. And a lot of times guys find more comfort in being entrepreneurs where they don't, they don't necessarily need to take on that extra responsibility. They don't need all that. They could work in the business and find the right role and find the right place. And every business needs people like that. And you can find, you know, a lot of success inside of that. So I think think you grow rich is a great one. Um, there's a couple others that resonated with me, you know. Um, Brian, what was uh, the book? Drawing,
2: the book, it's a short book called you too or something like that. You gave me that. Yeah. You one. too.
1: Mike was mentioning. There's a, there's a bunch that I'll rotate. Um, uh, and I'll, I'm drawing a blank on like specific topic, uh, excuse me, specific titles. Um But those that think and grow rich was like a main one that's been around forever. And I'll end up thinking of it as, as we're having a conversation, I'll, I'll think of a couple others that resonated with me. But I think that's what really kicked off like my personal development journey and, and kind of doing more of that internal work is the better, the, the better that I can learn myself, the more understanding that I have of myself, the better I can understand the people that I work with, the better I can understand the customers that we deal with. And it all starts internally before I could take that and then apply it externally. It starts with the work that I need to do day in and day out on my own self. And that's where, you know, my morning routine and some of the things that I do where I'm very disciplined and they're, they're non-negotiables for me is certain things like that, where then it's applicable to life, applicable to business, everything that I do to being a father, a husband, better in every aspect. Again, I said it earlier, it's like just a little bit better every day in every way, just that little incremental, um, turning the notch in the positive direction, it it adds up, it starts to compound. And you look back, I I look back four years ago or three years ago to the person that I am today. And as much as I thought that I knew then, it's just I'm a completely different person for the better now to this day than I was. And it's always something where you're trying to get better day in and day out. And it's always, um, you're always evolving, it's always an evolution, but it's something that I take a lot of pride in, in doing a lot of that personal work.
3: So, okay, so, big on on reading big on uh morning routines i kind of want to talk about the routine a little bit but uh the routine includes things that you do do but i also assume there are things that you have gotten away from coming from being a football player in college i assume you were not always eating great or staying out like like how how did your life change coming into this personal development and working on yourself and fitness
1: Yeah, I think, uh, the diet side of things has really helped. And when I say diet, it's not like a, it's not that I'm super, super strict all the time like that. I think just cleaning up the food that I was eating, um, and not for the aesthetic purposes, but for the, for the clarity purposes, I think mentally it just helped me focus a lot better. I just feel like I'm a better person, uh, business-wise, family-wise, everything with that side, with the food. And then also too, eliminating certain things, you know, like when I was in college and the years after college, I would play video games. I was watching TV. I think eliminating a lot of that, um, a lot of the external and I'll use air quotes, the external noise and distractions and focusing internally, you know, those are almost like scapegoats where you could block out how you feel and the things that are going on around you with, you know, easy easy excuse me, easy fixes like that. But can you take some time to sit down with yourself and, and really know yourself and be comfortable with that? And I think that ties back to when we were speaking earlier about um, being introverted. It's not even so much that I'm necessarily introverted. Um, to that extent, it's just that I'm comfortable with myself. And again, the better that I can learn and understand myself, the better that I can run this business and that I can be, you know, as a father, husband and all that and, and friend, because I know myself and I know what it is to, you know, do some of that work and sit down and do the reading and meditate and all that type of stuff that goes into it.
3: Sorry, I muted. Ben, Sorry. you're muted. Okay. So <laughs> how do you balance that? Like, like Cutting out TV or video games or, or uh, maybe even being on your phone on the first thing in the morning, like you're also a father. You're also a husband. Like like how do you still stay in touch with the world while being on this journey?
1: Well, I'll tell you how you cut out the TV first and foremost. You have a three-year-old and a two-year-old at home that demands watching <laughs> their own shows. So that's that's number one. Uh, video games falls in line with that too. No. <laughs> uh, it, it just was a transition for myself where I, I just looked at it as – my time is valuable. You know, like we don't know when our last day is going to be. So if, is this the way that I want to go out, you know, watching TV and this and that. And I'm not saying that I don't want to enjoy myself from time to time. And if I, if there's a movie that comes on and I want to watch it, then I'm not going to watch it. It just, my priorities have shifted, you know, as I, as I'm getting into my mid thirties, I'm 36 now. I just, I know that these years are are crucial and it's critical years to really make, make a, a run at this. And and is the same way. Brady has three young kids at home, you know, a similar age where it's just like, all right, this is our time. And, and I don't want to look back with regrets. I don't want to look back and say, I had all this talent. I had all these capabilities and this is what I did. You and know, like I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what a shame. What a shame that would be, right? Like to have all, all the, that opportunity right in front of you, right for for the taken, And you look around and you see all these brands that have done it before you. And you really ask yourself, are they more capable than what you are? And when you answer that, a lot of times it's no, no, they're not more capable. Like that could be us, that should be us. And when you start thinking that way, it's like, okay, then you start getting that competitive aggressiveness where it's like, all right, now let's get competitive. Let's know, like, this is for us. And and in order to do that, how serious are you, right? Like I hear all the time, especially with social media, the way that it is, and with all these guys and all these gurus and mentors and this and that, you know, giving tips and advice, like how serious are you? are, are you? Are you not even serious enough to where you can't cut out video games and TV out of your life? You know what i mean are you that fucking, you're not that serious then like you don't deserve it and i say this a lot i say this to our guys it's like be deserving of the goals that you aspire to have like if you don't if you're not deserving of it then you're not going to achieve them you know and you can't feel bad about it because you know when you look yourself in the mirror you know the answer to that question
2: and you gotta so take it like serious that too right like it, you actually yeah. have to treat the goal seriously with that respect yeah and
1: it has to be something that you're you're passionate about right like if it's just something that you think you want because you think you, you, it's going to make you look cool there's not going to be enough passion there's it's too hard of a struggle the the journey is too long and too too treacherous for you to be able to just take a stab at it and then if you don't get there you you're just going to cave you're going to give up You know it's just the perseverance that goes into it you need to be consistent you need to persevere you need to keep pushing because there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and you got to just stick to it
3: i I find this whole discussion to like be very uh meta to social media i mean we constantly see people like you know i'm grinding i'm an entrepreneur you know constantly putting work in here and then i I think I also kind of like related to diet culture, you know, you have those like gym bros who like couldn't be bothered to talk to someone who came in the store because they're eating chicken and rice out of their Tupperware. Uh, There's also the other side the if it fits your macros, where it's like, you know, could you fit a podcast? Could you fit a, a pop tart on the side? Could you fit that in there? I mean, like, if your wife wants to watch TV tonight, like, are you going to tell her you got to be working on the PNL instead? Or like, you know, wh- like, what, what's the what's the choice there? Because like, you do have a family, like, right, right? like, on the, like, the inverse of that is like, if you don't know when your last day is like, if your daughter asks you to watch blues glues with her, uh, you know, like, what do you say? Right?
1: Yeah, and that's something that like, I'm learning, and I'm, I feel like I'm always trying to get better at too, is the juggling act where I think I do a good job at devoting time to them and spending time with them, because again, that's what you're doing it for anyway. You know, what good is it to have all these things and to to achieve this and to achieve that if they end up growing out of that age that you wish that you could have them back at, you know, it's like, so it's something that it's a work in progress. I think it's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be give and take on both ends where it's, it's, it's a battle. It's never easy. But I think the, the bigger picture is always going to tie back to what matters to you. Is it the family, you know, and, and children aspect and then the business comes secondary, or is it business first and then kids and family? And I think that Brady and I both do a good job at balancing that. Brady, you know, deals with traveling three days a week. He's here, he sleeps out, you know, it's not easy. And that's something that like we would like to eventually make changes about. But it's like we're in it. We know we gotta we gotta sacrifice. It's that delayed gratification approach where we know that from the sports background where you're putting in the time and the effort, you know, freshman year to where by the time you're a senior, then you're able to walk on the, on the playing field, you're able to start, you're able to be a captain, whatever it is, because you put in the time and effort initially in those upfront years. So right now we're still in that infancy phase where we're in that freshman, sophomore year where Brady, again, he's taking time out of his life, out of his, you know, week to sleep here, three nights out of the week, traveling back and forth. The commute is anywhere from, you know, I don't even want to say the amount of hours Brady gets in with time. It's
2: two to four hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Where it's all sacrifices that we're putting in. But again, we know if we could put in the time and the effort up front, that the reward will come on the back end. By doing things the right way and doing what needs to be done, the The reward will be there. And it's something that we, we say, one of our core values is just do the right thing. You know, sometimes the right thing and the wrong thing and, and the hard thing are the same, you know, and most times it is so it's just something that we we live by and that we stand by and it's just uh
2: brian that i think is important to talk about is like where i was at before in this industry i was super obsessive to a fault you know and then when brian and i started working together what brian lives and talks about like gets rubbed off too in our like company culture because i'm able to disconnect like he talked about like yes i'm here sacrificing but i'm able to compartmentalize that and brian like is constantly telling me to stop sometimes he'll be like no go take care of your kids no so like it's a really good balance like he understands because he's a father obviously and he understands the value of time so he's helped me be able to let go sometimes and I'll be more present at home. That way, if I only have one day, I'm actually there with my family for a day over being with them the whole week and never being present with them.
0: Yeah. I, I love this conversation. I mean, the balance is a, is a huge thing for me. Um, my daughter knows very well how much I don't like phones. Basically the phone is our music player and it's the occasional messages that Ben when I'm like, not really on, you know, those, those get through and she knows the special ringtone that he's got. But, um, it's it's a, it's a good conversation for us because when you have to be in the thing that you're in, and when I am with her, the phone's got to go away. Like I, I hide it from myself sometimes, throw it under the pillow and it's gone. Um, but, but, no, I, I think one of the things I, I like to talk about is that we are all here. We're basically all producers. And, like I, I, and there's a lot of bleed over between this, but I kind of can categorize people into three different categories where you, you have a lot of producers, you have consumers, and you have doers. You know, I have friends who they don't really produce anything. They don't make stuff. They don't really consume a lot of TV, but they like play volleyball all day long and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like to me, I'm naturally a producer And then secondarily, probably like a little bit of a consumer, but very small. But it's like no one's no one's gravestone ever said like, oh, man, this guy was really good at watching TV, you know, or when I was getting Price Ball started, like what TV show was was killing it in 2008? Guess what? I didn't watch it. I was busy grinding. And honestly, like looking back, it doesn't matter what that show was. You could eventually catch up to it later. So sometimes you have to get get all into it. And um, I just yeah, I just get a little bit concerned when people become too overly consumptive of things and like i know not everyone's going to go and produce like artwork or start a business or whatever but like go and at least do something or you know like make something like we as men we are builders really a lot of us are builders or doers you know we we either build or we hunt and i think the uh the consumption habits uh get completely out of control and i think that video games kind of blur the lines between actually consuming and doing to the point where um I, I I I get concerned about guys who are doing or playing too many video games, considering that it, and thinking that it's a productive thing. Where uh, and I'm not against it, you know, like it's it's a good social thing. But I do want I do want men to build a little bit, and and so that's kind of like my little rant is I try to like balance the the roles that we can play on this on this earth and everything. But man, when it comes time to hang with the kids, put the put the phone down. You know, you just gotta. I, I can't. It drives me nuts when I see parents ignoring their kids with the phone. You know, I'm on it once in a while, but it's, it, it just becomes too much. You gotta, you gotta have, we're just too tethered and you gotta break it up once in a while. So once in a while, you just got to put that thing down. Um, that's, yeah, that's all I have. This has been a great conversation. I absolutely love this kind of
3: stuff. Well, Brian, before we, uh, sign off, you you mentioned your morning routine before. Do you have anything special about that that oh, yeah. you want to, you want to talk about?
1: uh, just typically, I wake up pretty early. I'm up at anywhere from four to five. If I if I was to sleep in a little bit longer, uh, typically four thirty range is like the sweet spot. Though, um, <clears throat> and I'm up early. I, I'll I'll take a little bit of personal time to myself. I, I'll do a little bit of red light therapy, and then I'll, I'll do some meditation. I'll eat breakfast, and I'll I'll do some personal development work. Um, I'm currently working with like a, a personal coach where I listen to like his program. Uh, in the early mornings and the reason why i do it early in the morning is because i'm not being pulled i'm, I'm not being reactive um and, and distracted by everything that's pulling me all these different directions with the kids getting up and you know pulling on my leg and all that type of stuff and i'll do that work then and it starts my day off in the right place right like i also will write out 10 things that i'm grateful for and it just puts me in, a, in the mindset of uh just gratitude right off the bat so right off right. in the first thing I do before anything is is I'll write that out and then I'll, I'll start with the morning routine. And I found that that kind of gets me in the rhythm of just starting on the right foot. Um, and then I'll, I'll end up heading to the gym before I get, get into the warehouse. But that's, that's typically my morning, what my morning looks like. And it's been pretty regularly. Uh, it's been like that for quite some time with some, deviations to it but nothing too major i've always been like a morning person i just find myself to be more productive early in the morning as well i just think when i read it resonates better with me i, I retain it better uh, as opposed to at night i'm kind of i get tired uh pretty early i'm, I'm in bed probably about 9 9 30 whatever time the kids are uh ready for bed so yeah that's that's typically what
3: it looks Man, like those uh i i'm totally on the same page with you on reading like i i reading at night is nice because it's relaxing, but mm-hmm. I can't retain anything. My eyes can barely like focus on it on like the actual page. Yeah. It puts me yeah, to sleep. Like I don't, I don't keep anything and I feel bad. Cause like, that's this
2: yeah. Ben, that's the same thing for me in work. Like once I get like on the back half of the day, if there's something intricate that I have to retain, I've learned, like I just have to wait till tomorrow morning and I just default go to something else because I'll double work it.
3: Yeah. I mean, for, so for me, like i uh, talking about the TV stuff. is like, that's something that I want to work on because the only thing I want to do late at night is like lay on the couch and watch something stupid on TV. Like I don't really have a lot of uh energy to spend learning, retaining, like engaging. <clears throat> Maybe it's a sign I should go to sleep at that point. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you yeah. I mean, you have already put so much out there. All right, so you Ben, so Ben, much.
1: I'll leave you I'll leave you guys with this. This was uh this was circling all the way back to the book uh question that you had earlier is prior to bed, there's a book that I read that I was drawing a blank on the name. It's called Feeling is the Secret. And essentially what that book tells you is prior to dropping off to sleep, what you wanna do is you wanna essentially think of the feeling that you would have if you were to hit and obtain the goals that you're striving for. So prior to going to bed, essentially you're gonna take that feeling and you're gonna quote unquote marinate with that subconsciously throughout the time that you're sleeping. So prior to bed each night, when I'm laying down with the kids or my wife, um, I'll take a few minutes and I'll just think to myself, okay, what would it look like when Astroflave hits hundred million? What's the warehouse gonna look like? What's that feeling? And genuinely feel it, not just think about it, but feel it prior to going off to sleep. And then when you sleep, your subconscious can't fight that feeling. It's going to absorb all that. So again, it's like a super short read. It's like 65 pages, very, very easy read. And it's called Feeling is the Secret. And that's something that I think uh, Neville Goddard is the, the author. Neville Goddard has a lot of personal development wow. um, books that I think are, are very easy. It just resonates with me personally. It's very um, easy to listen to or read. It doesn't. It's not like super complicated. And that was one where... If you were to do something like that, as opposed to watching whatever it is on TV, even if you took just a few minutes, play some, you know, instrumental music, whatever, whatever it is that it takes to put you to sleep and and doze off with that. That's something that I think I personally just started doing it, and I feel like it definitely helps a lot. It alleviates a lot of the stress also that I deal with. I kind of put all that baggage aside. Think of okay, what's it going to feel like when we do this, when we do that, and and doze off. And I like the I don't
3: intentionality. Know. My wife tells
2: me to do that too. It's funny yeah. you're saying that, Brian, because every time my wife, she corrects me and tells me to speak in absolutes, like it's already happening when I talk about our goals together. And it's kind of that same idea.
3: That intentionality yeah. is really cool because otherwise I just sit here and think about like uh, uncertainties, right? Like uh, taxes mm-hmm. or uh, business stuff or like right. or whatever, like, like
1: yeah, because you're human, like that's a human trait. That's just how society is. That's what all of us sure. would be doing.
3: So um, so actually just, uh, intentionally setting that aside and focusing on something. I love that idea. Uh,
1: yeah. What does what price plow look, look like, you know, when you hit X amount, whatever it is, whatever it is, goal-wise, personal-wise, and you have a couple that you riddle off and prior to sleep, and you'll doze off and waking up knowing you fell asleep, feeling a lot better as opposed to thinking of, shit, I got to get this done tomorrow, I got to get that done. And, you know, putting out all these fires, just a different me, approach. Uh,
3: journaling was a, a big kind of version of that was like, because instead, I'm, you know, you, your head hits the pillow, and you're thinking, okay, in the morning, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to remember, if I actually write it, it's like a, a dump for me, like, I, it's now mm-hmm. no longer, it's still my responsibility, it's but it's taken care of, because it's on that paper, I'm going to read in the morning. Love mm-hmm. that. Awesome. Yeah. Well,
2: I think that's true in general, Ben, writing stuff down. If you want to get it done, whatever it is, write it down. Oh yeah. Like it, it, that helps me. I even told you before the podcast came out. on like my important stuff. Like I have whatever my calendar and I can put digital reminders, but it doesn't keep me to the fire. So to speak as writing everything down and like treating that notepad as like the Bible, you know?
3: I'm a notepad person, which ironically drives Mike nuts because we have an online pro- project manager that like, I really should be putting things in. But like, <laughs> I, I have a whiteboard in my office and I have a journal and like if it's on those things, like there's a 100% chance it's getting done right when I say it's going to get done. Because it's it's like tangible. It's in front of me, I can see it. I wrote it with my <clears> hands. <throat> um, I have always been a journal person. I always tra- travel with one. I, I'm, I'm big into that and whiteboards are like, anything I've ever conceptualized, I've had to write on a whiteboard. Real
1: real quick, uh, and I know we're coming up on time. I just wanted to say something, Mike. You said 2008 was the year that you riddled off before?
0: Yeah, I uh, I started coding it in 2007. The idea came up in the early 2000s. We officially launched 2008.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for all the work that you do. I mean, 2008 to today, think of the impact that you've made on the industry for the better. And it, there's a ripple effect, right? Like, think of how many guys have popped up where they're trying to for lack of better copy, similar things that you've already been doing for years where there's a domino effect in a positive manner. And it, it's thanks to the hard work and the dedication that you put in from all the way starting back then to today. So it's an honor for us, for Brady and myself to be able to share a screen with you, jump on a call when we get to see each other in person. It's just super cool to be able to be in the presence of you guys. So we wanted to say thank you on behalf of us at Astroflay for even giving us the stage and the opportunity to speak to you, because again, it's, Sometimes you're so in it that you don't see it. And Ben, I was saying this to you when I saw you. It's just like, thank you for the work that you do because you guys are so in the weeds that you don't realize like sometimes you got to take a step back or you have to hear it from somebody else. So this is my way of just saying thank you to you guys for all the hard work that you've put in. And I know Brady speaks about you guys all the time you everything that you're doing is is for the better and the industry is in a much better place because of you guys so thank you so
2: much yeah thanks guys thank you yeah, so yeah, much, thank you guys
0: yeah it, it is yeah that's that's a total honor i appreciate it it, it is pretty wild like you would ben and i joke about this uh, on occasion but people actually listen and read so we have to take it seriously yeah. Uh, yeah. The, and the first time i found that out was maybe 2015. Was talking to someone where ju- grains of paradise was just becoming an ingredient that was popular in a lot of a lot of products so i asked someone why he formulated grains of paradise in his fat burners like dude i was reading your article that's why i'm like oh like it was like a big shock like dude i i the the weight of responsibility like just went onto my shoulders at that point um and you know I, i haven't allowed it to fall off like people are actually reading and acting upon this stuff and so yeah, we definitely we take it seriously. We want to be as professional as we can be uh, while doing it, but also, of course, while having fun and you know jamming on pre workouts. Yeah. It's it's it's, been, <laughs> it's it's a great life. It's a great community, and yeah. um, I couldn't imagine a better like industry, honestly, to be in, uh, especially the last few years where like we have a lot of like minds in this industry, and it, it's and uh, one of my mistakes is not making as many friends in this industry as I should have. But this is where my friends really are, and Ben has been the one to show me that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I I appreciate it a lot. It's been, it's been great. And Ben's obviously been crushing it. So
3: yeah, we have a great time with it. I mean, it's funny i've just i've been a guy with an opinion forever like that's how i got into this industry (laughs) like that's that's what i do and it's like kind of weird some days that like you know there's obviously a lot more intricacy to it but like you know we're guys with opinions and and we are very loud about it and we try to improve things for everyone because i i I genuinely feel like some of the things that we've pushed for is what allows Astroflave to be able to sell premium products like back in 2013 there were not products as high quality as Astroflave on the market you know like you were selling the you were selling the best that you could at jss but like overall like the serving sizes the attention to quality the attention to detail like has grown gone up so much and it's only because people were like brave enough to step up and say like we don't want proprietary blends anymore we don't want you know bad products we want health and uh so it's there's been a bunch of moments where mike and i have been like Oh crap, people listen to us. Like this is like 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 this is the reasons that some of the stuff was put in there. And it's 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 you know, definitely a a huge honor to be like involved. Like just to be in the same conversation as people like you guys is really an honor. So thank you guys for coming on.
1: All right, guys.
0: Yeah, I have one last thing. Any product leaks you wanna throw in this late or anything? We just had
2: magnesium come out, so don't know. if Brady, you, what do you
1: got? What do you got for the guys? We Come have, on, them with them.
2: <laughs> we have, I'll get you guys samples of this too. We have a new flavor, a very interesting flavor of one scoop only coming soon. We have a joint and inflammation product coming that we'll partner with you guys and release. Um, I am getting beta samples on a really, really good pump powder formula too. So probably All within right. this quarter, maybe early next, um we'll have all those ready to go. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, yeah, thank you so much, gentlemen. Where can we find you on uh Instagram, social media? What's your favorite platforms and everything?
1: Yeah, Instagram is is probably best, just Brian Twear. And then if if anything, follow Astroflave mm-hmm. and Astroflave across all platforms.
3: Um would be the best place. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on this evening. Great.
0: Brady, you stay quiet. I'm oh, social. Yeah, just ask. I'm not
2: really on social media, so
3: cool. But <laughs> someday,
1: yeah. Well, you look for look for on the Asher, uh AstroFlave side of things for Brady to be out with some of the uh, product information and and really explaining why we do certain things the way that we do it. I think that's like a I think that's the next step to our evolution as a company is really to highlight his specialty and his expertise on that side. So I think that'll be really strong for us and it's just a good look. Something that I'm personally proud of when I saw his other video, it was something that I was like, all right, yeah. This is the right direction and it's only going to get better so it's really cool to watch that. So Brady, I hope you don't mind I got all the eyes on you now bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. <laughs> it's
2: totally cool. Astroflave on Instagram is that's probably yeah. where I'll live. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys. You guys. Thank and if you. there's anything
1: that we could do for you don't hesitate to reach out. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Yeah,
2: we appreciate it. All
1: right, take care. See you guys.